Welcome back, Degenerates, to another edition of Hold the Line. Your host, Frank the Banks, here. We've got a special guest in the studio. Go ahead and introduce yourself, special guest. Special is the key word. Hi, people. Uh, my name is Matt Kirkenberg, affectionately known as Crook, and I'm here to participate in the World Cup segment as well as the MLB. Yeah, special ed is what uh, I mean when I say special, if you didn't pick up on that. Uh, Crook, as we affectionately call him, is a World Cup expert. Uh, Knox is unfortunately still traveling and uh, haven't been able to get him back in the studio right now. So uh, we're going with our second best option. <laughs> Just kidding, Crook. At least I'm there. <laughs> at least I made the list. Yeah, at least you're here. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. So we're going to get to the World Cup, but we know a lot of you come here for the picks. So we want to talk a little baseball. Uh, as of this podcast, Friday's games are going on. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, you got our picks on Friday's games. And so far, none of the games are over yet. So we're going to go ahead and uh, just talk about Saturday's games. But I will say it's looking good. Cubs are winning. Angels are winning. Uh, Yankees and Boston's one nothing. so it's early. Tigers are winning one nothing. Uh, but yeah, so looking good for uh, my picks and... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's get on to tomorrow's games. Now, Kruk, I know that baseball isn't your forte, but I'd love for you to, to get involved in this segment. And let's let's make absolutely. I do like baseball. It's just not in terms of gambling. It maybe isn't my forte, and that's okay. We've got a lot of games, so let's just run through it real quick. First game of the day: Detroit and Toronto. All right. So the game is in Toronto. Um, Okay, pitching matchup, nothing to write home about. Uh, Detroit, they they stink. Um, I'm going to go with Toronto, and this is going to be based solely on the fact that on team batting, Toronto is currently 15th and Detroit is 21st. But uh, when you look at the season for pitching, um, that's where you're seeing the bigger margin there. Um, I, I give me uh, give me Toronto all day on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stick with you with Toronto. I picked Detroit for today, and I think they take one out of the series, and I think they steal the one today, and uh, the Blue Jays are able to take the rest of the series. Uh, Okay, next up, Minnesota and the Cubs. So the Cubs have been off to a pretty hot start. Um, I'm going to stick with the Cubs, although I do believe Minnesota has the talent. Um to take one, but I don't think it's going to be Saturday's matchup. Okay. Um, I'm sticking with the Cubs. I, I don't see how they lose at home to uh, Minnesota. Uh, you know, they, they don't have a proven pitcher on the mound. Cubs, not trotting out their best pitcher, but, you know, they've got a pretty formidable lineup, so I'm sticking with the Cubbies. Next up, uh, Cleveland, our beloved Indians, and the Oakland Athletics. That's actually a really good game. Um, you've got a starting matchup of Adam Plutko versus Edwin Jackson, uh, which is an intriguing matchup. Uh, not anything uh, insane. Uh, if Kluber was on the mound, maybe a little bit crazier. But um, I do like the way Cleveland's been hitting as of late. And so uh, while I think Oakland might take one out of that series, I'm going to stick with Cleveland on this game. Yeah, Cleveland a very slight favorite over Oakland in this one. Um, you know, they're playing in California – Oakland's a decent home team. They're about a 500 squad there. I think the Indians settle in, and I think they're able to take this one. Uh, trying to be as objective as possible. Uh, Plutko's had a pretty good start to the season. And he's got and, a lot of run support, too, which is big. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the bats stay hot in Cleveland, and uh, I think they take that game. Okay, uh, Angels and Baltimore Orioles. So I guess I'll get us started off here. Uh, <clears throat> I, as, as our listeners know, and you know well, I've banned myself from picking the Orioles. So Angels, for me, this is an easy one. Uh, anytime I see the Orioles pop up, I take the opposite team. And you're going to win 60 70% of the time. So I'm going with the Angels here. Uh, Baltimore is currently 28th in Team ERA with a whopping 4.84 uh, I expect them to get shelled. Um, you know what? Throw me on for a shellacking 
by the Angels. Okay, so uh, over-under on that game's nine and a half. You see that going, taking the over? I think the over will be met just by the Angels, honestly. Um, I think they'll probably win that game, maybe 10-2, 10-3. Okay. All right, so we're both on the Angels there. Uh, next, the Mets and the Marlins. Now, they don't have uh, um, they don't have uh, odds for this game yet. So uh, That's because the uh, pitcher for Miami is currently undecided. It doesn't look like they must be calling somebody up would be my guess there. Yeah. Uh, I would but, stay away from that game, honestly. Well, the Mets, again, as uh, True and I talked yesterday, there's two good players on the entire Mets roster, and they're pitching back-to-back, and they're surrounded by a pile of hot garbage. So even if they have a good uh, starting pitcher, the rest of the team's probably going to blow it. Now, the one thing I will say is I could see DeGrom going the distance, but he's probably not going to get the run support. So depending on what the odds are here, I would say the Marlins, but since there isn't any odds yet, I'm going to go ahead and hold off on this game. I would do the same. Okay, Astros-Rays. Astros all day. Yeah. That is the best team, I think, currently in Major League Baseball. Um, I think the last time on this show I claimed that to be the Dodgers. Uh, You have the returning uh, World Series champion in Houston, uh, and you have basically nothing in Tampa Bay. Uh, Ten years ago was really when they were primed and ready to do work. They haven't had a bad year, but I don't think they have the the muscle to to oust Houston from that game. Yeah, and again, another game that doesn't have uh, odds yet. So I'm going to hold off, but uh, I I don't see many scenarios where Tampa Bay takes one from Houston. So depending on what the line is there, uh, I I might take Houston or I might just stay away completely. Keynote is Justin Verlander is throwing for Houston. He's got a 182 ERA. Um, not that Tampa Bay is completely inept, but that's going up against Verlander, even from his days in Detroit. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, Verlander, he's had a great season. A lot of people uh, kind of pegged him to have a, a bad year this year, and he's really proven a lot of people wrong. Uh, he's kind of like LeBron in the fact that he's getting older and playing more games and more innings and is not seeing a decline in his play. So uh, kudos to you, Justin Ver- Verlander. Uh you're pitching well. You've got the hottest girlfriend or wife, or I don't even know, or is him and Kate Upton married? I'm not sure. Probably. I'm not sure, probably. But, uh, Why wouldn't you lock that up? He's living the life right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and give him like a, a nice little round of applause for, for everything you've achieved in life. Cheers to your accomplishments, Justin Verlander. I uh, hope you win this one tomorrow. All right, we, uh, we, actually, uh, we actually skipped a game here. Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Well, you used the term earlier, hot hot pile of garbage. That's what's going on down there on the riverfront. So uh, give me, at all times, whoever plays the Reds. I will take them, and uh, that'll stick for today, too. Yeah, the uh, Reds have actually been hot recently. I know I've been out of the country the last couple of weeks, but I've been keeping up uh, with my MLB alerts on my phone as much as I, as much as I could. Um, in Wi-Fi only areas, I was a cheap ass and did not buy a SIM card while I was in Italy. <laughs> so whenever I was in Wi-Fi, I was checking the scores. But it, it looks like the Reds um, have been on a pretty hot streak, winning thirteen, or sorry, twelve of their last sixteen. So and so against you know the Cubs and the Braves, so good teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Reds in this one. One thing to note on the Reds is that their team ERA is 4.74, and we did just do something where we made picks based on that. But they are in batting average um, towards the top of the league. I I have them showing at sixth currently in team batting. The one thing I will say, when you see teams so high in one category and so low on the other, that's going to be inconsistency, right? That's the makings of inconsistent teams. Uh, One end is doing great, the other is not. I don't believe in the Reds. I'm happy for Cincinnati fans that they're getting some wins when they were projected to probably be in the gutter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like like True said yesterday, they've they've gotten themselves out of irrelevancy. Now they're now they're fighting to be somewhat relevant. I don't think it's sustainable success, but I do think they take this particular game against Milwaukee. I think what Cincinnati is doing right now is building up. Um, confidence for maybe a 500 season next year but really they're looking at a two-year plan to get back into playoff hunt uh i don't see them um again we're talking one game here but in general i don't see the reds being 
uh, a factor in the playoffs this year. But it no, has absolutely not. It's at least notable, right? Yeah. That, the only that factor they might play is they might beat somebody who would have gotten into the playoffs. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I'm going, Brad, are you going Milwaukee or are you going with Give me Milwaukee. Please. Okay. Uh, Washington, Philly. Uh, give me, give me Washington on that one. Um, the pitching matchup isn't anything to write home about, um, but with Bryce Harper and all those, uh, and company basically, uh, I like Washington. I like them as a, maybe a favorite to make the World Series, um, but I, I don't believe in Philadelphia enough to say that they're going to take this game. Uh, so I picked Philly yesterday, and right now they're burning me, losing 7 to nothing. But I'm going to stick with them. Uh, you know, I, I like Washington, but I, I, I want to say that Philly is going to take a game. I thought it was going to be yesterday. Or, I'm sorry, I thought it was going to be today, but now I think it's going to be tomorrow. So, so you're going to double down on your sadness is what, what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm pretty much doubling down, uh, which, you know, sometimes you have to do. And if you, you know, you lose a couple of units along the way, you lose a couple of units. But the main thing is here at Hold the Line, uh, we're winning more than we're losing. So if you lose every once in a while, it's going to happen. It's part of gambling. It's okay. I'm okay with losing every once in a while. <laughs> but I know, I know the Phillies are going to win one game of this series, so... I'm going to bank on it being tomorrow. All right. Next up, we have the main matchup of the day, Boston and New York. So in this one, this is one of the few games that when it happens, this is your Auburn, Alabama, your Michigan, Ohio State game, your Duke, North Carolina. Um, both teams um, doing all right. Uh, currently, New York is up one nothing. Um, I like Boston in this game personally. Uh, I like the so Boston is throwing Chris Sale at Sonny Gray from uh, from New York Yankees. I, I really like Chris Sale. I think he's a heck of a pitcher. Um, we're not too far removed from when he was in it for the uh, Cy Young. Uh, currently a little rough on the seven and four win loss category, but his ERA is two fifty six. So if he can get some run support out of uh, out of uh, Boston, then I think Boston is primed to make a really good run here just before the All Star break. And I like them to win this game against New York. Yeah, uh, two great teams, you know, two really tough lineups to pitch against, and two, you know, very good pitchers. Chris Sale is uh, more on the elite side. Sonny Gray is more of an above average, but two very good pitchers. I'm liking the Yankees at home on this one. They're a home dog, and I think that they take the momentum that they've got right now. Right now they're winning one to nothing uh, in today's game. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to win, but I think that they take some of that momentum I think that they, you know, they're at home. I think they're able to take take one. So I'm looking at tomorrow being the Yankees. I'd take the home dog all day there. Rockies, Dodgers. Interesting game, uh, especially since I've proclaimed myself to be a Dodgers fan. Um, go ahead and give me L.A. at home. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for doing that. That's pretty much all year everyone's been trying to take L.A., uh, and really, up until recently, you've been burned. Now, they're starting to turn it around, but they are such heavy favorites. I Frankly, I wouldn't bet this game. I would stay away from it. Um, if I had to pick, though, I would, I would lay it down on the Rockies. The Dodgers are just so inconsistent. Uh, so, I'm going Rockies. Break. Go ahead. Rockies are currently 29th with a 5.09 ERA. I don't expect that to improve on the road. Um, not that the... Uh, Dodgers are doing great in batting, but they are eighth in pitching. And in team batting, you're looking at uh, middle of the pack. They're 18th there. Colorado is actually ninth. So you're looking at inverse. One is clearly better at pitching. One is clearly better at batting. In that, give me the home team at home with the advantage on the mound. Typically, the home team plays at home. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm still, you know what? Sometimes you have a gut feeling, and... I'm, I've got a gut feeling that the Dodgers are going to drop one to the Rockies, and I, I think I picked the Rockies for today. I'd have to uh, swap over to my account and check it out, but I'm pretty sure I picked the Rockies for today. I'm going to pick them again tomorrow because, you know what? Dodgers are not as good as we think they are. Braves cards. For no other reason other than I feel like I have to stand up for the Braves when True is missing, I will take the Braves on this one with little to no information. <laughs> yeah, well, their uh, probable pitcher is also uh, the famous undecided. 
But <laughs> there is a line on this game, and the cards are projected to win. And uh, I'm going to stick with with the projection on there. I don't know who the Braves are throwing out there. Could be, you know, could be anybody. But I think that uh, the cards just kind of have their number, so I'm going Cardinals. White Sox Rangers. Stay away from that one, honestly. Um, you've got Rondon versus Bartolo Colon. Yeah, been pitching in the year league for how many years now? He's got to be, he's got to be on pension already, right? Um, <laughs> so I like Rondon. He's a decent pitcher. <laughs> Bartolo Colon on his uh, page on ESPN, twenty years of experience. So, <laughs> I don't know when they start counting that if it's like his first, you know, start in MLB, but he's at least. Got 20 years of experience. He is 45 years old. Yeah. Still playing in the league. Kudos to you, Bartolo Colon. I just... If Chicago... I want to pick Colon for the Rangers. I really do. But he... I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I would stay away from that game. I think it's going to be a long game. Um, I don't know who's going to win. So, you know, we were applauding Verlander earlier for, you know, being this great pitcher who's had this wonderful life, you know, marrying a beautiful woman... Bartolo Colon is like the complete like <laughs> anti Justin Verlander. <laughs> He's just this big fat dude that's had like the longest career in Major League Baseball, and I just see him like I imagine when I think of Bartolo Colon, I imagine him just like going to the bullpen after or going sorry going to the dugout after the game and just getting hammered like smoking and cigars like, and eating like sixteen ham sandwiches. Oh with yeah, cheese. and just like smothered in mayo, just like hanging out with like the. We'll say plus size women, <laughs> just like anything that's like you know around the stadium. He's like you're you come with me. Yeah, he's you know what here it is. He's the Ron Jeremy of Major League Baseball. There it is. I love it though. I love it. Like I don't know how Ron Jeremy still gets laid, and I don't know how Bartolo gets paid still. But here we are. It's a wonderful world. Well, even for being what what do we say forty years old, he's still. Pitching better than probably 30% of the rest of the starting pitchers in the league. Like, he's got, I mean... He's not a bad pitcher. I just, at what point is the bottom going to fall out of him? You know, it's, you... you, It's a big bottom. (laughs) It is a big bottom. (laughs) But yeah, I love it. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Bartolo Colon. Fuck it. Sometimes you put a unit down and you just let it ride. Go two units. Go with Bartolo Colon. Uh, Royals Mariners. Uh, I really like the Mariners. I like Felix Hernandez in the pitching matchup against Jason Hamill. Uh, the Mariners are at home. Um, growing up with family in that area, I always really seem to uh, be drawn to some of their players. Alex Rodriguez back in the day started there. Ken Griffey Jr. started there back in the day. Um, so a lot of cool history there. Kind of overlooked team. Uh, not saying that uh, Kansas City is bad, but I don't think that they're good enough. Um now, I know Felix Hernandez is having a little bit of a rough start. I expect him to get it together at some point. Um, he has always started slow. Um, maybe this is the one. I just have a feeling on Seattle. Yeah, uh, King Felix, since he's been in Seattle, I think he's had like one good season or like one one season of what we would have expected him to have when he signed there. Uh, the rest have been about average or a little below average in this season's case. Um. You know what? Kansas City's trotting out an even worse pitcher. Jason Hamill's another just how far can you fall before right. the bottom finally falls out, and I think he's at that point. I would stay with the Mariners. They are heavy favorites. I probably would not pick this game uh, just because I'm not confident in either one of these guys really putting it away, and I'm really not confident in the Royals lineup. So when you are down to that you're basically just looking at the Mariners lineup, keeping right. it, you know. So I would, I would go with the Mariners here. Uh, Pirates pods. I always want to like the Pirates. I really do. I try so hard to like them, and every year they start to do it, and then they peter out towards the end. Now, in this particular case, um, I when I'm looking through it, it, the standings, I don't think either one of these teams is very good. Mm-hmm. So. Give me San Diego because they're at home, but for no other reason um, other than that. Yeah, uh, this is another one without a line currently, but um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I like Pittsburgh here. 
Uh, I think that, you know, they've got a couple of pieces. It's not that I think they're going to be great. I think they're just going to win this game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying they're going to be great, but they are going to be great tomorrow at 10-10 Eastern. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that they can take on this Padres team and take one out of the series and I think that that one will be tomorrow. And that's kind of the way I know I look at it. Like, is are they good enough to take one out of the series? And I didn't think it was going to be today. I, you know, I still don't think it's going to be today. But <laughs> tomorrow, yeah, sure, why not? So, Pirates over Pods, last game, and we can move on from MLB Giants Diamondbacks. So we've kind of had a theme about falling from grace. Um, I believe it was the odd years, 15, 13, and 11, that the Giants won three odd years in a row or something like that. Um, I don't think they have the same uh, ability. They're not having a bad season um, by any stretch of the imagination. But Arizona, um, they're on a three-game win streak. They're eating two out of their last ten. Go ahead and give me Arizona, but only by a slight margin. I think San Fran can take a game in that series, but I I don't think it's going to be Saturday's game. Yeah, Arizona's at home, slight favorites. I would put my unit down on the Giants and try and win a little bit of money. Uh, Arizona's pitcher, Shelby Miller, he has not really had a good time this year. Uh, hasn't, hasn't been able to get out there much, and when he's been out there, he's been blown up. So I'm going to go with Giants on this one. And I do want to say, I just want to make one point. There is a method to some of the madness. Friday, or today, is the big travel day for all the series. So when I look at... at the series of games, you know, travel is one thing you keep in mind. Uh, so a lot of the teams traveling today, I did not pick, but tomorrow they're already settled in. You know, they've got uh, they've got an idea of what they're getting into. So I'm taking a lot more dogs tomorrow than I did today. Just you know, for our and listeners out there, that's probably the easier way to, to look at that. Um, now they're supposed to be professionals and be able to do it, but we're all human, right? So yeah. it's it's probably the best method. Yeah, and, to at least consider. And that's just I just want to put that out there as, as one thing that I do. Um, I know that uh, Knox is typically our uh, you know making our baseball locks, but he is uh, he is not here right now. So uh, I'm making a few more picks than I normally would. I'm not really getting into the picks that I would normally make, uh, which are the kind of uh, obscure picks, if you will. And uh, so I just wanted to to you know. Give our listeners out there a little little peek behind the curtain. Kind of let them know some of the things that we're looking at here. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it, but you know, just an idea because I'm going against a lot of the picks I made yesterday, and I wanted to give you, you know, a little a little bit of a reason why. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the World Cup. There's also a a lot going on with NBA free agency. I'm going to pull a little bit of an audible here. We were going to talk about NBA free agency next. But I really want to get into this World Cup stuff. If we run out of time, there's all week to talk about NBA free agency. Fair. World Cup, we've got the round of 16 starting tomorrow. I want to get into it. If we run out of time, it's fine. We'll get back into the NBA later on this week. But I've got my World Cup expert here, so I don't want to waste that. Let's go. World Cup. Kruk, give me your first impressions. So it's been one hell of a, a group stage. You saw Germany going out. Brazil got off to a slow start. Argentina got off to a slow start. Um, you've seen some crazy finishes where Russia finished 5-0 in their first game and then lost 3-0 in their last game. Um, you've seen uh, some really heroic performances by guys like Harry Kane of England and Cristiano Ronaldo of Portugal. Um, and you've seen some really true total team efforts. Um, so obviously... Uh, we're moving into the knockout rounds now, so one game wins them all, if you will. Uh, there are a lot of really, really uh, interesting matchups, and the first two of them actually start tomorrow. So, if you don't mind, can we kick off with tomorrow's games? Oh, I would love to. All right, so first up, 10 a.m., France-Argentina. This is probably one of the top two games of this next stage, um, if not the best game. You have France, who obviously France has been in there. They haven't won since 1998, um, but they're starting to get their legs under them. They're starting the last World Cup, if you guys remember and watched. Uh, France had this huge ordeal where the coach sent people home, and there was all this drama in a team. The days of that are gone. Their only dramatic player now is Paul Pogba, but Paul Pogba has been keeping it under control so far in this World Cup. 
Um, he's been looking good. He's been making the right passes. Um, he's got guys like Griezmann and Blaise McTweedy and all these other guys that can build into that offense. However, I haven't seen it come to fruition. So when I'm looking through, I'm looking at, let's start first with some, some sneaky picks. If you're doing uh, the full game, I would put, uh, so France-Argentina, um, as you know, Argentina started off slow with Messi. Messi has like one goal and missed a penalty kick. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Argentina, but I'm picking them here, and this is why. I always find that France, as soon as they get out of the group, seems to poop themselves a little bit. And I think they are going to play too conservative. And even though it pains me to say it, I think that they have some really good uh, players in uh, in Argentina that are not named Lionel Messi um, that can maybe carry this thing uh, over the over the edge. I really like Serge Aguero. Um, to a point here, if you guys do FanDuel, uh, Serge Aguero is or Sergio Aguero is currently ten thousand five hundred dollars, which is three thousand less than uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for tomorrow. And we'll get to that game in a minute. But something you want to uh, pay attention to if Higuain can get in the game. He didn't play the first game, but he has since. Um, they do have a pretty good attacking lineup. Sergio Aguero, I think this year he was either first or second in the Premier League in goals. He's an outstanding finisher on the ball. He, he's got Messi, who I, think, I don't think Messi is the best player in the world, and we can talk about that if you want, but he does have some foot skill. If he can get the ball to Sergio Aguero in a good position, I really like Argentina in this game. Um, I would pick them. I believe they are actually the underdog here. Yeah, um, they are. And I like them. Uh, obviously, we don't have to worry about home because only Russia gets home field advantage. So give me Argentina in that one. Some additional pieces you may want. Uh, if you are doing uh, FanDuel, uh, stay away from Messi. He hasn't really panned out too well. But um, some other, you could do Ever Benega. He's $8,000. That's a midfielder out of uh, Argentina. Angel De Maria, uh, great player. He's played in every major league in uh, Europe. I really like him and Javier Mascherano. Um, <laughs> assuming he gets into this game, that's a nice little extra pick. Uh, players from France that I like. Paul Pogba is going for a cool $9,000 as a midfielder. That's a pretty good bargain. Um, if you're looking for some people potentially towards uh, the cheaper end of the spectrum, uh, Matuidi uh, for $5,500. Um, he's got an outstanding work rate, a great success uh, rate in passing. He's only played two of their three games so far. However, I do like Blaise Matuidi to start in this one, go the run, and with his involvement, I think he has a, a lot of potential to score a lot of points. Maybe not having a goal, but I do think he will um, be a good, nice, nice little bargain for you there. Nice. Well, that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around this France-Argentina game, uh, obviously because of Messi, and uh, France is the favorite to win, and they're actually one of the uh, higher-up teams to win the whole thing. So this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a great matchup. If you can get you know, a few players at good value into your FanDuel lineup from this game, I think you're definitely going to benefit. Now, how many goals do you think are scored in this one? Oh, I, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I do do like the defense for both, both sides here. I think you're looking at under three goals total. It's either going to be 1-0 uh, or 2-0. Um, and as I said, I believe Argentina is going to win that. Um, don't be surprised if they tie 1-1 and go into extra time. Okay. Uh, for our uh, viewers or listeners that aren't really you know, familiar with the World Cup, it happens once every four years. Uh, there's some rules there that you know, are a typical viewer may not be used to, especially because USA didn't make it this time around. So do you mind uh, filling some of our, our listeners into, you know, how that kind of works if we've got a tie? What goes on in this round of 16? Sure, absolutely. So in the round of 16, if you have a tie, this is different than the group stage. A tie is a tie in group stage. When you get to knockout, there has to be a winner. So what they'll do is they'll have two short periods. Um, so you'll play a total of 90 minutes. If it's tied after 90, you play an extra 30 and two 15-minute basically halves, if you will. Um, there is no golden goal like there used to be. So um, if... You know, the game's 1-1, France scores, they make it 2-1. Argentina will at least get a chance to make it 2-2. If after that it goes to 
um, it's still tied. It goes to penalty kicks, which is the worst way to to, to decide a game, especially in a tournament of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody that plays soccer would rather see another game, but uh, that's the way it's done. A winner has to be decided, and you'll be looking at best of five from each side, and then it goes to golden goal if they're still tied. Yeah, this is uh, in one of the ways that the uh, World Cup is like American sports is there actually has to be a winner, unlike the rest of the time where... Uh, you can tie and end the game on a tie. So some people may like that, some people may not. Uh, soccer purists probably hate it, but I personally, I like to see a winner decided at the end of a game. It's exciting. It's exciting to see the penalty kicks. It's just a really unfortunate way to have to decide a game. Yeah, yeah, like you said, especially this magnitude. So you you are going Argentina? Argentina. Said? Give me Argentina there. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going with France. Um, obviously, I know Messi's... One of the top players in the world. Uh, Argentina's got some other pieces. Clearly, they've been able to make it this far. But I think France, as the favorite, is able to win this one and move on to the quarterfinals. All right, so the other game on Saturday, Uruguay and Portugal. What are your thoughts on this one? (sighs) Had Uruguay not just smoked Russia 3-0 in their country... I would have picked Portugal. Portugal uh, won the 2016 Euro tournament. Um, they have the best player in the world in Cristiano Ronaldo. And finally, he's starting to get some some absolute help um, with some decent midfield and defending. They have an okay keeper in Rui Patricio, but I don't really think that that's, that's going to decide this game. I think this game is going to be decided in the midfield. Um, you know, uh, if you're looking for uh, a forward for FanDuel, definitely buy in to both of the forwards that they have. Um, so Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, is 13-5, worth every penny. He's uh, second in goals right now to Harry Kane of England with four. Um, he's 13500 well worth the purchase. If you want to save a little bit money, though, um, you could go with Luis Suarez or Edison Cavani. Suarez is 12000 Cavani is 11000 um, I think both of those players had scoring potential in this game. I do think this is going to be a much higher scoring game than the last game. Um, if I'm looking at... Uh, the game as a whole, give me Portugal. Um, I think this might be a 3-2. I think there could be a lot of uh, offense in this game. Um, now, if you're looking for defense uh, in your FanDuel lineups, um, there's not a whole lot that you're going to want to do. You could get Pepe um, from Portugal. He's played in every game. Um, he's, a, he's a very good player. He's been around a while. I want to say he's about 32, and this is his third or fourth World Cup. Um, he's also, uh, he plays for, I believe, Real Madrid. Um, that would be a nice grab if you need a defender out of this game. But again, I think that the value in this game for FanDuel would be offensively, uh, mostly based on the fact that you get uh, extra points for clean sheets, and there's no way either of these teams is not conceding a goal. Uh, give me Portugal. Um, what's the over-under on total goals? Is there is there one? We can probably find it. I don't have it pulled. That's up fine. Right now. If it's if it's if the over under is four and a half or lower, take the over. Um, my prediction is five to six goals. Okay. So yesterday when True was on, uh, we both picked Uruguay for this game, and uh, I've had some time. And you know, sometimes this happens when when you've got a couple of days layoff between games. Is I've had some time to rethink my uh, stance. And I'm actually switching sides and going with Portugal. Now, like Crux said, if you are playing FanDuel, there is some good stuff out there for FanDuel. Uh, one of the things that's really nice is they have a soccer pick'em that's free to enter. And uh, if you continue to win, you get to continue to play. And so uh, in the group stage, I've been playing and I, I won some free vouchers from this uh, for getting some picks right. So I'm still in the soccer pick em, and I actually decided to go with Portugal, but I went 2-1, to one, Portugal. I don't think it's going to be quite as high of a scoring matchup as uh, you've got there, Kruk, but I think Portugal's going to pull it out. Um, you know, everybody is on Cristiano Ronaldo. I think this is, this could be the year that they, you know, break their streak of not making it into the semifinals, and they get back there, and they do some damage. So I'm I'm officially switching my stance from yesterday. Listen, sometimes that happens when you have a layoff and you can maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'm I'm switching to Portugal. There you go. And uh as kind of a final wrap up on tomorrow's games, 
Um, we have Hugo Lloris as keeper. That's somebody you may want to buy. He's uh, cheaper than the most expensive keeper by 500 so it saves you a little bit of money. Not a whole lot, but at least saves you some. Uh, I also, uh, even though they're, they're playing, I expect that to be a low-scoring game. I really like Lloris there. Um, if you were looking for anybody else, uh, you could go with Patricio, but I think your keeper tomorrow in FanDuel has to be Hugo Lloris. Um, additional notes, if you're looking for defenders, I would stick to trying to pick those out of the um, out of the France-Argentina uh, game. You have Nicolas Odomenti, uh, Rafael Varane, um, and Marcus Rojo. I believe Rojo actually scored the game winner, so you have a little bit of offensive firepower. He plays for Manchester United. Um, not necessarily an elite goal scorer, but for a defender, he does seem to find himself in the action a lot. So I think you might, might have some dual use out of him. Um, I would try to stick to picking the defenders straight out of the um, France-Argentina game, and I would pick your offense primarily from Uruguay-Portugal. All right, good stuff. I did find the over-under for goals on this game. It's at two currently. So uh, you're saying go with the over? Hard. Okay. That's free money. Yeah, over is going to win you some money there. Uh, if you put down a unit, you're you're going to make some good money. Uh, and you can even, if you're on Bovada, which is what I typically use, you can even uh, go to some of their prop bets and pick what the over-under is going to be. So if you wanted it to be more, you know, like three or three and a half, you can go and choose those odds for yourself and really start to make some cash. Somebody must be mad at Vegas putting that in there. And obviously uh, not responsible for your losses. However, um, Portugal played probably one of the better defensive teams and their possession base in Spain and scored three goals on them. Um, they did only score one goal against uh, Morocco and another one against Iran in the tournament. However, I feel like um, they kind of got a lot of better movement there towards uh, the, the latter half. Um, in terms of defense, so they have their legs under them. I do expect them to at least score two goals themselves, and I do not believe that they will shut out Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani, so I think that there's at least your three. Okay, cool. So uh, MLB picks kind of slowed us down a little bit. We're getting close to the end of our time here. Are there any final thoughts or last couple of things you want to talk about with the World Cup before we wrap it up here? Sure, absolutely. So the rest of the weekend, there are some some good games on 7-1. There's Spain, Russia. Um, I'm heavily leaning towards Spain in that one. I know Russia's the home team, and everybody uh, likes what they did in their first game, but I think Spain is too, um, I guess, uh, elite defensively and, and, and in possession that they're going to overwhelm Russia there. And the other 2 o'clock game on Sunday is Croatia-Denmark. Um, Croatia took the long route to qualifying through UEFA, um, however, they've been nothing but amazing in this tournament. They probably have the best midfielder, if not one of the best midfielders, in Luka Modric. Uh, they also have Rakitic and, and, and a few other pieces there. Um, I really like Croatia in that game. Um, additionally, depending on what the over-under and total goals for that game is, I think that's going to be another high-scoring one. Um, Denmark, while they've, uh, they have a good defense, I don't think they're, uh, they've experienced anything in this tournament yet. Uh, that would make me think that they're ready to handle a Croatia. So I really like them there. And as always, why is there no Zlatan Ibrahimovic in this get in this tournament? We're missing him. Zlatan, I love you. You're my favorite player. All right. So I'm also going with Spain and Croatia. I made those picks yesterday. I'm sticking with them. I I just I don't see like you said I don't see Denmark uh, really being able to keep up with Croatia and. Uh, even though Russia's got the home field advantage, I think this is where their tournament ends against a superior Spain team. So that's going to get us through the weekend. Uh, hopefully we'll get Knox back on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I would love to get into these Brazil-Mexico matchups and, uh, Belgian and Belgium and Japan. So hopefully we get him on Monday, but uh, if not, we'll definitely talk Tuesday. Now, Last thing before we wrap this up for the day, I've Kruk and I have been texting all day talking about the podcast, and uh, one thing that he's been mentioning, which I wasn't aware of, is how much he dislikes Messi. <laughs> and I've just, I've just, I've been wanting to, to hear the full rant the whole day, so I'm gonna end us on this note. I want to hear what your thoughts are on Messi. <laughs> All right, I will try to condense this into um, 
has as little time as I can. I know we're running out of time here, but let me try to condense this for you. Every single time, Messi. Oh, take your time, please. <laughs> At this point, we've we've got our picks in. Every, if our uh, if our listeners are still listening, that they want to hear this, so take your time. <laughs> if there are any children listening, please take take uh, this and put it on mute. Um, if you're an adult, apologize in advance for the language. So here's what I see with Messi. Every single time he's on the big stage, he seems to poo himself a little bit, and his teammates have to seem seemingly take over the game. And if if he doesn't get the service that he wants, meaning he two feet in front of goal with no keeper in front of him, uh, he doesn't seem to do a whole lot. He's missed seven out of his last nine free kicks or penalty kicks, actually seven out of his last nine, including one um, during the qualification or sorry during the group stage of this tournament. It blows my mind. Additionally, they I think Argentina has made it to they made it to the 2014 World Cup finals. Uh, in 16, they made it to the finals of um, Copa America. And guess what? No championships. The only reason Messi is any good is because he has only ever played in front of absolutely elite Barcelona midfielders. Now, if you watch soccer, you know how great Barcelona has been over the years. They've been quite dominant. Um, they have a heck of a matchup every year called a Clasico with uh, Real Madrid. And every single time, Cristiano Ronaldo takes the spotlight from him. But for some odd reason, everybody seems to think Messi is the best player. So let's take Messi and compare him with Cristiano Ronaldo for a second. Okay, if you're talking pure shot, you cannot take the shoot the shooting percentage Messi has. Seven out of nine PKs. That's not even it. He misses a lot. Cristiano Ronaldo is a more accurate, more powerful shooter. Cristiano Ronaldo has more range on his shot. Cristiano Ronaldo then wins the shooting competition. Now... I will give Messi this. I've never seen anybody. Now, we've all watched, and probably a lot of listeners here on the show were not old enough to watch Diego Maradona. I was not old enough, or I'm not old enough to have watched him either, but I've watched plenty of his highlight reels. Other than Diego Maradona, Messi is the best with the ball at his feet in terms of dribbling that I have ever seen. He's incredible. His balance is second to none. I get that. Let's not forget that 1A, if that's Messi, 1B is Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, it's only a short thing. Ronaldo makes people look silly all the time as well, but Messi wins purely on balance. So then let's talk about in the moment. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo has not had a lot of help at Portugal for years. Um, Argentina has star after star after star at every position. Portugal usually has four or five on the field at any given time. They've never been a terrible team, um, but they've also never been an elite team until Cristiano Ronaldo. So when I look at this and the fact that he won the Euros in 2016, I see a player that has continued to improve his game. I, I, in terms of in the biggest moments, he seems to perform. Uh, going back to the skills competition, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is inch perfect in passing. For those of you who watched the 2014 World Cup, you'll remember the cross he had when the United States was up one nothing in that game. And Cristiano Ronaldo had to make an inch-perfect pass. He had about two inches of space when he fed this cross into their, their forward. And I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. This guy puts it in the back of the net. This is in the closing minutes. The U.S. thought the game was over, and here comes Cristiano Ronaldo. I can't name any of those moments with Messi. I can't think of any of those things that have impressed me. My team is the United States. And as a backup, I have several teams I like to watch. England is always fun, etc. Um, but... Cristiano Ronaldo draws me to Portugal, and while, yes, I did pick them, so maybe that's why I'm, I'm on them, I think he is the greatest player in the world. Now, fine, as, as my final point, they play in the Spanish Premier League. I know they both score 50 to 60 goals a season. That's not surprising to me anymore. The reason is, is that aside from Real Madrid and Barcelona, and recently Atletico Madrid, there have not been any elite defensive teams. In fact, some of the worst defensive teams that I've ever found are actually in in uh, La Liga, which is the Spanish, um, basically, MLS. So when you look at his performance with his club, and yes, he does score 58 goals. There's no way he would do that in the EPL. But when you also take into consideration the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was successful in the Premier League, and I don't think Messi has the body type. I don't think he would be a 20-goal um, a seasoned player. He is obviously talented, and I, I do not mean to disrespect his talent. Overrated. But I think he's overrated, yeah. um, 
And I think a lot of it has to do with Landon Donovan syndrome. In the United States, we really like these guys that overachieve, maybe based on height or where they came from. So when I look at Landon oh, Donovan... yeah, we love an underdog story <laughs> in the U.S. Exactly. And that's why I think Messi is there. Messi didn't come from anything, really. He came... You know, he's a great player. Um, but when I look at Ronaldo and the things he's done and the way he's still improving his game, even as he ages, um, usually about 32 is where you see drop-off... Ronaldo has not dropped off. Ronaldo could play in any league in the world, and I think Messi could play in Spain and Italy, where it's a little bit more of a finesse game, but his skills do not translate. If you rough Messi up a little bit, he does not rise above. You rough up Cristiano Ronaldo, you're going to be picking up the ball from the back of the net while you look up at the scoreboard and see you're down again. Funny that you mentioned where you think he could play as one of those spots being Italy, uh, because there were Messi jerseys everywhere. The last couple of I, weeks, I and don't, I don't I'm, disbelieve you. Yeah. I, I can imagine that. I'm sure that that's that's it's probably a little inflated because of the World Cup going on, but ever like everywhere, all of the street vendors had messy jerseys, and there's a, a ton of soccer jerseys in general, but like a disproportionate amount of messy jerseys. Uh, so I definitely see the overrated part uh, that you're pointing to, and. I love the rant. I mean, this is, I think this is what <laughs> I could go on and on yeah. and on. I am not a messy fan. I do not think he's a bad player. Please listen clearly. I think he's one of the top three to four players in the world right now. But when it comes to him versus Ronaldo, there is no messy. Yeah, it's not a comparison. Uh, I love it. And uh, just to, as a, a quick aside here, on Sundays, a lot of times, Kruk and I and some of our other friends will watch you know football when it's football season. But we'll get together earlier in the morning and have football before <laughs> football. So this guy knows what he's talking about. He's he's always watching the sport. He's even got on his England shirt right now just to talk about soccer. This so, is my this is my life. This is my thing. And if you've listened this far, I'm going to give you your I know you guys always have some obscure weird pick or whatever. I'm gonna give you something that nobody out there is doing right now. Pick Mexico over Brazil. Team soccer. They have been playing elite team soccer. I know what happened against Sweden. I don't think that they were trying. They already knew that they were going to go through. They had the results that they needed. I don't think that's indicative of, of Mexico. This is the team that beat Germany game one, that embarrassed Germany game one, and continues to improve each game they play. Take Mexico over Brazil. That is your gift for listening to me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> couple of points there. I don't think you know what an obscure pick is. That's just an underdog. <laughs> That, that, that may be. That very well may be. I know you guys do different ones. Yeah. But I believe Mexico is a significant underdog in this game. So I guess we'll call it yeah. the underdog pick. Yeah, I'm taking a little break from Obscure Picks while we're getting back into it. But um, like I said in yesterday's podcast, I think that's going to be a very tough matchup for Brazil. And if they're able to squeak by Mexico, I think that's going to be their toughest matchup of uh, the bracket. So if they beat Mexico, I think they go all the way. If they don't beat Mexico, I'm going to have to reevaluate some stuff. Who is your champion? Well, I'm going to I'm going to throw a couple teams out there, and then I'll decide on one of them. Um, I like Portugal. I think having the best player, uh, it's kind of like LeBron James. When you have the best player, you have a chance, right? Yeah. That's how Cleveland wouldn't have been as anywhere As long as you don't come up against Golden State. <laughs> Apparently, yes. So as long as you have the best player, you have a chance. So I like Portugal as a sneaky chance there. Um, surprisingly enough, I think if Brazil gets by Mexico, that they have a, a pretty decent way to, to get through that. Um, I, I, I do think if Brazil can get by that, but I think that's going to be a trap game for them, yeah, that's a tough which game. is why I'm picking that. Um here are my final two. I like Belgium and England the most. They're the two teams that have been consistent. Harry Kane you is... You and True, man. He's <laughs> on Belgium's dick. Yes. Hard. Belgium has looked amazing throughout this tournament. Every time they're out there, they, uh, the goal, I don't know if any, anybody saw it, uh, Adnan Yanaze, he scores this goal with some of the craftiest footwork I've ever seen. This is a guy that um, was with Manchester United, um, didn't live up to expectations, fell off, and now he's playing in Spain. Uh, I expect him to earn uh, his way back into a major team in a major league. Um, based on this tournament, I really like Eden Hazard. I really like um, you know both of their forwards. They have a good keeper situation. I really like Belgium. I know England. I know what they've done in the past. But 
something about this team feels different. I know they're kind of young, but that 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 you know, when in, in the course of a long tournament, they're also going to have a little bit more leg left in them. Uh, they play Colombia, and then they'll play the winner of Sweden Switzerland. Uh, if they make it to the quarterfinals, Colombia has uh, underperformed Sweden so far. Meh. Um, don't get me wrong. I know what they did in their final game. Um, I don't like Switzerland as much as a lot of other people do. I really like them with an easy route there. The only other team that I think would give them issues in um, in their part of the bracket is Spain. Um, Spain is consistent, but Spain has to make it by the hosts first. If Spain drops for some odd reason to uh, either Russia or the winner of Croatia-Denmark, which I believe to be Croatia, if they can make it through those games, they're going to be more gassed than England will be playing Colombia and then the winner of Sweden-Switzerland. I think they have the easiest path. I think they're playing great soccer right now. And um, if I had to choose, I would choose I would choose England because their path is easier than Belgium, but do not discount Belgium. Okay, so do we have a, a final verdict? Who, give, give me England. Give me England, England for the win. Okay. Crux going England. True went Belgium. I'm holding off until... Uh, until next week, probably. <laughs> oh, man. If we can just find out another round of games, I might be able to figure out who can win. Well, I said I said Brazil, but but I'm not – I'm waiting for I'm, – uh, I'm waiting for it to get on the phone with Knox. That's, that's it. I'm <laughs> trying to get on a podcast with Knox. Knox, if you're listening, you're throwing me off my game, man. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need, <laughs> I need so I would – if gun to my head, I'd pick Brazil right now. Uh, but, you know, that could change between now and tomorrow. We'll see. Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for listening to Hold the Line. Uh, I know this was a little longer episode today, but there's so much to talk about. We're coming off a long break. World Cup is going on. We've got our World Cup specialists in the studio with lots of info, so many things going on. So, uh, hopefully you stuck with us throughout and you got some of those late picks. Otherwise, uh, well, they can't hear you otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you don't know what the fuck I'm saying. So anyway, there's so much more to cover. Still lots of NBA free agency. The PGA is still going on, Quick and Loans National, which uh, my guy, Brian Gay, tied for first. Trini's guys, uh, Molinari and Horschel, tied for fourth. Uh, Gay's at minus nine. The other two are at minus eight, so... We're killing it on the PGA to PGA tour as well. So stick with us. There's always tomorrow to talk more sports. We love you. Have a good one. Oh the line!